Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the MNY show. We're your hosts, Mariel, Nolan, and Yenevieve. And today we have a special guest here, <laughs> Coach Adam Ramirez, Woo! public school teacher, coach, philanthropist, <laughs> model. <laughs> what else do you do? Bodybuilder. <laughs> So, Adam, how have you been? How are uh, you? I've been great. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Talk about yourself, Adam. Let the listeners All know right. who you so, are. All um, right, so this is my 11th year teaching and coaching um, in inner city schools. Um, I coach football. I'm the head girl soccer coach. And this year, for some dumb reason, I decided to be the cross-country coach as well. Oh, so shit. I'm doing a little bit of everything. <laughs> is that running? Yes, it's okay. running. Long-distance okay. running. Mm, interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just going to chase them in a car playing Rocky music. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Do you oh. teach any subjects? Oh, I teach math. Uh, so I've taught everything from calculus, stats. Uh, this year I'm teaching, uh, I've taught pre-cal. This year I'm teaching algebra one and uh, advanced quantitative reasoning. Oh, shit. Wow. It sounds fancy. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> it's, just, it's just math for seniors who need to graduate, basically. Wow. <laughs> that would have been Nolan's favorite class. Yeah. All right, well, are you ready for um, online teaching? Uh, no, uh, I don't think anybody really is. I don't even think the district's ready. We're just kind of playing it by ear, essentially, and trying to get you know the best stuff for the kids, but no one really knows how to do this in the high school level, and especially in the inner city schools. Um, will you guys be teaching at the school, or is it just all online? So for us, for our, every district has their own set of rules, but for ours, it's basically going to be up to the teacher. They can teach from home if they want, because some of them have kids that – they can't sit anywhere, and then if you want to teach from the school, you can. So I'm teaching from school just because if I teach around here, I'm not going to get any work done. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and teach from the school and from online there. So you're currently going into the school. Is it just teachers right now? Yeah, right now only the the staff is allowed. Um, you know, the sec secretarial staff, clerks, stuff, and, and people like that. They're allowed to go in there, but we're not really allowed to have students in there. If they got to pick up paperwork or package something, they just come to the, at the main door and then we'll bring it out to them and then and that's all we're doing there and that's something that you like make like you make all the packets and i mean they're, they're, every district has their set of packets and really that we just went into everything's online which i've been saying for years we need to be going online some of the more advanced digits they're already doing that so this year they're making it where it's all online so the only thing they really have to pick up is just the actual physical paper so when they go to the doctor they got to get checked out and make sure they're good to go and then they give it back to us we scan and upload it but yeah Everything should be online this year, which is really good. Paper you think stuff. they're actually learning this way? That's, that's the other thing, too, that I, when she asked, you know, what are you looking forward to? I'm not looking forward to the virtual learning. Because with me, I build, like, I'm not a real special teacher as far as, like, you know, because I got so much stuff going on. You know, I got the football, I got everything. But my thing is I like to build a relationship with the kids. And then so, I, I, you know, I let them feel like it's safe to be in here because, let's be honest, who struggles with math? Me. <laughs> exactly. So, like, most people struggle with math. A lot of times when you struggle, you just you don't feel confident to ask questions. You don't feel like, because you don't want to seem like you're the idiot. But really, everybody in there is mostly struggling. You know, you always got your, you know, one to five kind of, you know, math guys or girls. But for the most part, everyone struggles. And so I try to build a relationship where it's nice and relaxed. You know, I'll play some music here and there. And I'll, I'll you know, say it real simple. And then I just let them go at it. And then I'll go walk around monitor. I got my little ways to check to see who's struggling and all that good stuff. But with, that, with it being virtual, it's going to be hard to, how do you build a relationship? Especially like most of like, because we did it in the summer, nobody turned on their cameras. 
So it's so weird because I'm like talking to a blink or black screen because mm-hmm. wow. they're too, you know, they don't want people seeing their house and all yeah. that. So like it's it's weird. It's just like you feel like you're talking to a computer and every once in a while a question will pop up. How did you do this? I'm like, where did that come from? You know, it's just, yeah. and so you, there's real no personality built in the personal relationship built up. So you're learning as you go to them. Yeah, we're all learning to go in. So that's why we're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out different ways to kind of, you know, build that relationship and trust because Again, like, that's one of my biggest things. You know, I have, you know, my father's, as parents growing up, they you know, they were involved and all that good stuff. And I share my story with the kids. And I let them know, you know, hey, this is how it was for me growing up. And, you know, I was able to get out and by, you know, doing whatever I had to do. And so then when they see that, because, like, think about all your teachers. You just see them as a teacher. You don't necessarily see them as a real person. As a person yeah. And then so when I tell them, you know, help, you know, my dad's serving 30 years in jail right now. My mom was in and out of uh, you know, for doing drugs, she was in and out of rehab and in and out of prison. When I say all that, and then some of them, their parents are kind of going, they're like, oh, she, like, this is a real dude who has, like, real issues. And then I have it. So then that's where they kind of build those connections. connections. Yeah. That's and, cool because usually teachers try to feel superior, you know, and you're, like, saying things to relate to them. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's for me, it's like, it's, you know, I never want to be, like, buddy-buddy. Like, it's one of those, like, even as a coach, like, you know, I'm not your friend. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm, you know, I have empathy towards you, and I can, I can relate with you, and, and you can relate with me, and, and I can listen to you, and all that, and I can have that kind of culture, teacher kind of standard. But at the same time, where I'll open it up, where you know, hey, I'm a person too, you're a person too. I value your opinion. I value your, as a, as a whole. And so that's kind of what I try to, to do with, with my teaching and coaching. Do you yeah. mind saying your age? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm 33, and I started teaching and coaching when I was 22, as soon as I graduated. Wow. And which is crazy because when I turned 22, I was at the, the first school I was at, I was teaching all seniors. I was teaching pre-cal. And then, like, and then I didn't want to say my age because I didn't want them to know. And I've always been a big dude. I got a beard and all that. So I look older than when I, especially back then, I look older than when I was. And so somehow they found out. I think they got onto Facebook and found me or whatever. They found out. And they're like, and they're like he's only 22 years old. And it was like, what? Was, my brother's older than you. I ain't got to listen to you. <laughs> and I was like, or I could just fail you then if that's the okay. case. So, yeah. But then again, but there's still the respect there because again, and, and that's the biggest thing, especially with the schools that I've been at where there's a lot of trouble kids. Like, you know, the teachers will complain, but I was like, dude, you don't, like, you never took the time to listen to them or learn anything about them. And, and I feel like when you do, then I've, I don't have discipline issues. Mm-hmm. Like I made a road written up like maybe two students in the last four years. And oh, it's wow. more just because I had to because they were, Coming in later. No one ever tests you. Not, not, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm big. Like I'm six yeah. two. You know, like they're not trying to test me. And, um, and if they do, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I did have one run in. I did. You I remember. To, have now, you had to break up fights. I had to break up fight one time. Oh, the first school I was at was the worst school. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say his name, but there was literally a fight outside my classroom, and it's between two girls. Which to me, the girl fights are the worst because there's like. So the first thing they do is she, she comes out, the room, you know, they're going back and forth. It's like right after lunch, so everyone's still coming in, and they got their slushies and stuff going on. And I just hear, like, a bunch of commotion. I go out, and she's like, oh, hell no. Nah. And she takes her shirt off. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So then they go at it, and then the other girl starts beating her up. And then her the other girl, another girl comes in and starts attacking the one without a shirt again. So there's, like, three or four girls attacks but i'm like i don't want to touch the girl with no shirt like yeah. so i'm trying to remove the other ones away from the fight but as soon as i move her someone else comes in oh someone comes. so finally i just had to like i had to get in there i think i caught like a little nail to the face um but oh that was like to me that was worse because like guys most of the time too like if you just yell really loud and sound like affirmative like you know aggressive like 
they stop. Like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? And then yeah. they just yeah, kind of, and then I'll, I'll catch you later or something like that. And Everyone like, with headphones right yeah. now is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're scared. No, my bad. <laughs> we like to surprise. <laughs> but, uh, Damn, that's crazy. So, like, what inspired you to become a teacher? Like, did you have teachers, like, you know, at your high school that you were like, damn, let me... So, yeah, I had a, a couple of teachers and a couple of coaches, and, and really, I didn't want to be a teacher. Like, I remember going, I was like, hell no, I don't want to be no teacher. They don't make, they don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, um, and so coming out of high school, though, like, I, you know, I graduated with a 4.4 GPA, and I had all that mm-hmm. stuff going on, and, like, um, I got ended up getting uh, basically a full ride to Texas A&M. Nice. And then, yeah. so they were like, what do you want to do? Uh, thank you, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. And then they're like, well, what are you good at? Well, I was always good at math. I knew everybody else sucked at math because everyone was always cheating off of me. Uh, <laughs> and then um, and I was really good into computers. Um, and so I decided to go for computer engineer. And then I think oh, they right. made good money, whatever. And then I kind of realized I didn't want to do computer engineer. I wanted to do computer science. And then some things just kind of fell in place where I just missed. Like, I felt like I wouldn't make a difference in that career path. And at the end of the day, like I said, I had a couple, I didn't have parents growing up. Like I was fortunate enough to have my grandparents who took us in when we were young and they kind of raised us. And then of course I had to get to like coaches who, you know, they taught me because I, I, to be honest, I was this fat little nerd in, in middle school. And, <laughs> and so uh, football kind of really helped me kind of, I guess, give me that, I guess that manly figure of, of how to be a man and, and all that good stuff. So, um, so yeah, I took a coaching class in college because uh, I had transferred to U of H from A&M, go Kooks, uh, and, uh, and I decided, you know, this is something I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to kind of go into coaching. I didn't think I was going to be a good teacher. I thought I'd be a stereotypical, all right, go get your work done. I'm going to go be in my room, in my, you know, computer watching film. And, but I, you know, I fell in love with the teaching part aspect as well. So, yeah. So you're happy, like, you're happy with your... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's crazy you mentioned that. Like, I just, so, we don't have to get into politics, but, you know, all the stuff that's been going on, I posted mm-hmm. something on Facebook, and, and you know, I'm, I don't mind listening to people's opinions, other opinions, and, and kind of getting their info, but my thing is, like, you know, bring some points to it, or bring something, don't just say raw emotion, because really, you know, and then, anyway, so a guy, him and I, an old friend, we were getting into it, and he's like, oh, well, I didn't even go to college, and that's why I make more money than you. And I was like... What? We're not oh even. God. First of all, we're not even talking about that. And she, like, it's so anyway, like, and then let that speak for itself. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah, I, even I said that. I was like, man, you know what? I take this back. You're not the idiot. I'm the idiot for going back and forth with you right now because you know I must be the idiot. You know. But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I love it. I you know at some point I like to get into athletic coordinating and kind of run the whole athletic department. You know, I have my goals, but I'm not gonna force anything. Like, I want to learn. We got a new brand new head football coach this year. Actually, younger than me, it's kind of weird, but at the same time, his knowledge of stuff because he's been to other districts who've like really know how to handle their stuff, and so he's kind of been around and he's bringing in a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen before. So, you know, I feel like I still learn, I'm still learning, and I, you know, I guess you're never really ready to be the man or, or woman or whatever, but like. I just feel like I'm not there yet, and I want to learn more before I, I try to take that step to go higher. I peeped that you included women. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh. I, I coach girls soccer. Like, oh. man, I'm I fight for them all the time. Uh, we had last year we had 87 girls in the program. Nice. Uh, we had more girls soccer girls than we did football players. Like that's wow. like you don't wow, hear that in so Texas nice. high school. <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's um, good. And so yeah, I fight for you know my girls all the time, and I'm always talking to them and bringing other women too because I feel like. I can say stuff, but at the same time, I don't, there's a bunch of those perspectives that I don't see, you know, like, for example, like one of them kind of, one of my friends kind of called me, I hope she's listening, um, 
So you know how like you do push-ups and sometimes you can't do it, so you get on your knees and you push up? Mm-hmm. Well when we were growing up we just thought, called it girl push ups. Like if yeah. you can't do a push up, do a girl push up. And she's like and I said that and not really thinking, not really that percent, she's like like it's called an assisted push up. And I was like, What? And cause it just caught, I really wasn't thinking she's like, Don't call it a girl push up because some girls can do it. And I was like, you know what, you're you're absolutely right. Like and that's just one of those ignorant kind of things you you grew up with, yeah, and you don't really think about it until like someone kind what of. What is it called? Because I literally call it a girl. See, push-up. exactly, it's, it's called assisted push-up. Like you're getting assistance. Assisted, yeah. Assisted push-up. Assisted push-up. Sorry, okay. um, and so because you you know you can't do a full. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. But because there are some girls that can you know push up push-ups better oh, than guys. Hell yeah. Those girls are way better shape and stronger <laughs> than me. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, I try to you know I try to learn too every day, and I try to like I said I try to bring de- females' perspectives into it from. You know, last year we had a, one of our teachers, she was a, she's a doctor, you know, right? She, she was in the pharmacy and all that, and then she's actually coming back to teach again. And uh, she would, when, during our athletic period, she would run. Every day she ran. And then so she was like, at some point she came to me, she's like, um, hey, do you mind if I talk to your girls one day about maybe their attire? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, some of the girls aren't wearing the right sports bra or they're not wearing the appropriate bra at all. And I was like. Oh crap! Yeah, I never, I really yeah. never noticed. Like, is, is that the lady who taught health? Uh, she's yeah, she's yeah. I think I had her when I went there. Okay. I had a health teacher. She was in track. Okay, it might be her. I don't yeah, know. I think we'll talk is. about it after. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to mention names, but yeah, we'll talk about. It. But yeah, and so I was like, yeah, definitely go. And it turns out she had like a battle with um with like a cancer and all that, and like oh, so she like and then she you know she she talked about a lot of stuff for the girls, but again, I would have never even like thought to have it. that conversation yeah. and so i try to you know get so like involved all the time different like perspectives yeah well especially like, and i'll bring even i'll bring former former students who graduate from the school i'll have them come who like just got out of college or in middle of college or i'll have them come talk and say because again you know it's one thing when some old bald guy talking to you but whenever it's like you know another latina girl talking to you like now around your same age sometimes that just can be a little bit more impactful than do you ever, okay, so do you ever get excuses when they don't want to um, um, participate? Like, do they ever bring up cramps? Yeah, so <laughs> that's, like, one of the first things I actually mentioned. Like, like I, because, I, again, I don't know what it's like to have yeah, yeah, a menstrual period or anything. But from what I've heard from, from other women who participate, like, they say it's actually better to work out when you're, when you're having it than to sit there and do nothing. Yeah. And I so. I never heard that. Yeah, like, and I've heard that from multiple, like, you know, collegiate level type and or further. So once they told me that, I was like, bet. So I tell them that's not an excuse. Now, unless they like, <laughs> unless they don't have anything to, you know, whatever, yeah. to protect them, but the, the school gives us stuff like that. And I tell them too, like, like, don't even ask me. Like, you know, here's where it's at. If you need one, come in here and grab it. You can be discreet about it, whatever. Because I get it, as a high school level, you know, you're yeah. a little embarrassed at the kind of stuff like that. You can be. I don't, some girls are, some girls aren't. So I remember when I was in high school, there was a lot of like teenage pregnancy. So do you see that a lot now? Is that still a trend or has if, that if, changed? If, if my coaching friends are listening right now, they're probably laughing their butts off right now. We, I have that issue with the, with the girls. Okay. Um, every year we've had, almost like every year we've had at least one girl either currently in school getting pregnant mm-hmm. and, or like they just graduated and they're getting pregnant now and they're, you know, they're in college, whatever. Um, and, and so what I've done – I try to, we, we, we make a week out of it during the off season. And all we talk about is, uh, you know, using protection. And it's not necessarily me talking about, it. again, I bring someone in. She, she goes over it. She's an expert. Whatever. She'll go through it and I'll give them homework. Because a lot of times it, it, it comes down to where I don't want them to 
get in that situation because lack of knowledge. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone knows condom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what else are there, you know, you know, for and, and, you know, how are some other ways you can be protected and, and things like that. And, and then so, you know, I never want to be where they're getting pregnant because they didn't know. Like, if you're one of my soccer girls, you know, and, and if you get pregnant, that's just you being irresponsible. Yeah. And I've had some girls, too. Like, I was like, man, if, you know, if you need me to take you to the teen doctor, you know, I will take you to the doctor to get whatever. Like, I just, you know, I'd rather you be safe than sorry, um, when it, especially when it comes to, like, you know, the, the diseases that can be spread and stuff yeah. like you that. you talk to the boys, too? Uh, so, yeah, I've had talked with my football boys, too. And, matter of fact, so one of my football boys and soccer girls they ended up getting together, and, oh, yeah, wow. and they they went through. I'm not gonna say all the business. Entanglement. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were in a relationship, and yeah. and they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They had a little bit of scare where she thought she might be. I found out from one of the other football boys, so I pulled them both in, and I was talking. And the girl was kind of giggling around, and I was like, like I got on. I jumped on her kid. I was like, this is not funny, dude. Yeah. Like you know, y'all both can go play college ball now. If y'all want to have a baby after college, and fine, whatever. But. Y'all can go play at the next level, and you're you're gonna throw it away because you're, you're just because oh pull out game strong and because that's what they yeah. say. The yeah. football players will jokingly say that like, and I tell the girls too like it's it's kind of sad because I see the girls a lot of them are like my daughters, rather right? little you know four you know adopted daughters or whatever. And then the boys too, we we have a good relationship too, and they'll come and tell me like, and the boys are boys like they will tell coaches all about the kind of stuff like that. And I have we, you know coaches we gotta ah. You know, stop. We have to stop them. You got to shut them up, right? Sometimes. You got to shut because they'll talk, you know, once they start throwing on that, I'm not a part of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then so, but, you know, you overhear them talking to each other all the time. And then it's like, I, you know, I was like, girls, like, they're telling, like, I'm telling you right now, you think it's just between y'all two? Like, it gets around quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, what grades have you taught? Uh, I've only taught freshmen through seniors, and mainly seniors, some juniors, and you know, quite a bit of freshmen. I really haven't taught sophomores. Um, and there's a big difference between the two. And even the way I kind of, because freshmen is like, they're still got kind of the middle school mm-hmm. mentality. And, and they went from being the big fish, like eighth grade. I don't know if you can go back in your eighth grade year, like eighth grade year, you're the big fish on, the, on campus. And then now you're starting all over. Now you're yeah. the small fish. And then also too, they're discovering who they are as a person, you know, yeah. you know yeah. the hormones are off the charts. They're trying to yeah. figure out, you know, what crew do I hang out with, you know, things like that. And, you know, and so with the freshmen, it's more of a structured and I'm, I'm on them, boom, 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 boom. With my seniors, it's a little bit more relaxed. I'm like, I've always had the mentality, like, you know, you're, you're a young man, young woman. Like, I'm not going to treat you like a kid. I'm going to start treating you like how the real world is. I feel like it's an injustice. If I baby you and say, call your parents, and mm-hmm. then you're going to, no one's going to do that in college. No one's going to do that when you get a job. You know, next year, you know, so I try to like let them, you know, just speak to them. now if it gets to a point where I got to call get parents involved, I will. But for the most part, I try to not get the parents involved with the seniors because I want them to take responsibility. And my thing, too, has always been like intrinsic, intrinsic motivation. Like, you know, I can get on to and make you do something, but it has more value if you want to do it yourself and you'll be more successful that way. So that's kind of my my view on it. OK, so do you think technology has helped or hurt instruction in the classroom? It's crazy, because, like, you know, when I was growing up, I'm a little bit older than y'all, but when I was growing up, like, it was, I grew up in the computer phases. Like, we went from CD-ROM, the DVD, like, the MP3 players, and they went from an MP3 player to the, now it's on your phone. So, I grew up with it, and so, it's, yeah. 
floppies. I, I, <laughs> <The> floppies. <laughs> yeah, we had floppy disks when I was first in high school. Yeah, all that good stuff. They wheel out the TV. We had projectors, regular projector screen. Now we got like smart boards we can interact with and all that. But anyway, like I, so I grew up with it, and at the same time, I love learning about. It. And even when I took the computer engineering classes first, you know, they teach you about the C++, they teach you about Java. So I kind of got all that little background. And these kids are basically born with a tablet in their hand mm-hmm. or a phone in their hand, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm not a big fan of. But they don't know how to utilize it. Like, all they know is social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get, like, I, like, one of our projects was a budget project. I was trying to get them to get a real-life budget. So I told you, pick a job, whatever you think you want, you know, or whatever you're going to go to college for or whatever. And so then you got to research it, find out how much do they make. And then using the 50, 30, 20 rule, you got to figure out, you know, how to set a budget. And most of them, they have like, you know, find an apartment. Well, how do I find an apartment? I was like, go to Google. You know what? My teacher never did that. And that would have been fucking awesome. Like, find a a career, find how much they make, find what you spend, what you like to buy. Wow. And we break it down. So like, like, you know, 50% is what of your, of your necessities, you know. 20% 20% of what you uh, should be saving and 30% is, you know, your, your, your wants or whatever. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the budget has to be zero. And that's another thing. Like, so at the end of the day, some of them have like 2000 left over. I'm like, so where's that going? I, don't know. I was like, well, it has to go somewhere. Like, even if it goes on food, it ha- you know, so like they don't understand the concept of your budget needs to come back out to zero and or whether you're saving or whatever, but it's still going somewhere. And so a lot of them don't have that kind of point of view. And we spend, we spend, I dedicate a whole month to it. Just because I really want them to dive deep, and I have them call. Last year I had was the first year I had them actually call apartments, nice. and they were so I didn't realize how nervous and scared they were. So I kind of did like a little, um, uh, just kind of a little uh, thing to fill in the blank, kind of uh, sentence still and start off the conversation like, "Hi, my name is so and so," and I left the blank, and I'm looking to get an apartment here. I was just trying to figure out how much, and it, so I had like have them question which they were literally reading it reading word for word and I have them step outside the classroom to call and I'll be out there with them oh, wow. and then they're like you're they, making a difference they're like, like, yeah. for real. <laughs> that's like, cool. like they, they want to know you know they're asking what is it I was like just to, and then uh, they want my email address I'm like yes they just go ahead that's fine just and then so anyway and then they <laughs> hang up and they're like oh my god that was like the most nerve-wracking thing I ever had it to do <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and it's you know but that's the type of stuff you don't get prepared for in school. So I they try should to have it. a class for that, like for all that stuff you're saying. So it's good that you're throwing it in there. Like yeah, so that's it's a small part of our, our AQR course. Now, we do have a financial math class, but the district is not running it. The, at least our school, let me rephrase it, our school is not running it the way it should be, where basically the whole class would be about finances. Which I think would be hugely beneficial yeah. to yes. do, yeah. but, the, but they're throwing kind of you know they're throwing random teachers in there who don't really and they're not really giving a lot of instructions on what should be taught. So it's it's basically it's a good idea, but it's not being fulfilled correctly. I think. And it's also probably up to the instructor and how they. Yeah, you know, I mean, some of them are more dedicated, like you are, into making an impact. And some of them are probably like, oh, it's just another year. Yeah. A new course. Let me just. Yeah, even when I taught like pre I was like, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Unless you're going to an engineering degree, you're never gonna use this crap again. <laughs> and so it's like, well, then why the hell do we have to learn it? I'm like, well, I mean, one is part of the curriculum, so you have to if you want to pass, yeah. and you want to graduate. And two, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus more like so for like the compound interest. I would slow that down and relate it to the credit cards. So I was I would do my best to find things that would tie. Now when you get to trigonometry, like to, like sine cosine, like when you're never gonna use that okay. again. Okay. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> just making up words now. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Cos. 
seek it, seek it, you know, the use. <laughs> yeah, I think in high school, the highest thing I got was like pre-cal, and that was it. Yeah, I remember. That was like the last. I think so. I what was your favorite subject? No. My favorite subject was English. I loved English, so it was like. Mine was math. Really? Were you really good at math? I was oh, really I hated good math. At math. I hated math so much. What about you, Meryl? Math and science. Oh no, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't do science. See, I loved English too, but I just I history can't spell. too was a good one. So I was like, no, I can't do school. Oh, I hated history. I hated history. Yeah. Did you like reading, Nolan? Because um, you don't, you don't really read. I know. <laughs> I feel like it was more like the English language arts of it, like the structure of the sentence, like the whole like hyperbole. Because you're like, very good at like enunciating. Yeah, and like I don't know. Yeah. I like that. Like I like that spelling. I love spelling. Like I, I love that. Like that Microsoft part. Word save me. <laughs> so, so when you go home, Adam, right at the end of your very busy day, <laughs> oh, yes. what yeah. what is your favorite part of the day? I mean. The, the, the favorite part is the coaching aspect. I feel like just being out there and, and coaching, whether it's football or soccer, like to me, because you, you're getting paid to teach a sport. Like I feel like that's stealing money almost. And um, that's my favorite part. It, but as far as like at the end of the day, is it all worth it? It's, it's whenever towards the end of the school year and you get those messages or those emails or texts saying, thank you for everything you've done. You know, but, you know those are the things like because you get stressed, especially the district I'm at. It's stressful. And you almost want to be like, man, screw this shit. I could be doing something else, making way more money. But, you know, why am I wasting my time doing it? And then you get those and you're like, ah, damn it. Okay, I guess I'll stick around one more year. You're making a difference. Like, you, you really are making like, a huge really impact. Are. Yeah, you really are. So I, so I have a hard part of showing emotion. It's something I'm working on. Like, growing up, like I said, I grew up with my grandma and my grandpa. And my grandpa's like traditional Mexican kind of, like, you don't show emotion. He never told you he loved you. And he was just like, he was the man of the house. And, like... You know, Grandma was the one involved and cooked and all that. And Grandpa, he just wears my food and, you know, he go pay the bill. And that was kind of the treasury growth. So I didn't really know how to, like, even my brother and myself, we never really said I love you. Like, that wasn't something we said. And I always wanted, like, a real, real close relationship. And we butted heads a lot growing up. But we never said I love you. And one day he said it on the phone. It was so random. He's like, all right, bro, love you. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) all right, thanks. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to say. But he's like, say it back, motherfucker. And I was like, love you too bro and I said real quick like and then now we now I can say it and um and I feel more more comfortable with it same thing with with my with my you know my, my boys and my girls I don't ever I never told them I love you like that's to me I had a teacher and you asked me earlier she really really showed like she taught history and I'll be honest my least favorite subject is history mm-hmm. but I always wanted to go to her class because she just showed so much compassion and and so I had so much interest in in what she taught and us that okay and i had it for three years and i, and I loved every year and so every time like we would do these little seminars and they're like you know when i first started think of your favorite teacher and, and she would always pop in in my head and, and i've told her that and we've had a conversation about it but uh anyway i lost track what was, what was my point oh um, no whatever your point is emotion, oh yeah, yeah so i wasn't really able to show emotion and even when she would say i love you i'd be like it's freaking weird why would a teacher tell me she loves me like you know i always thought that was weird mm-hmm. um and then, uh, and I don't, I don't mean to bring the cast down, but we had a suicide in our in our soccer team two years ago. I was about to ask you, like, mental health. Yeah, she committed suicide, and it's one of those things that caught me, caught the whole team, like, really off guard, because she, she was a sweet girl, she was real quiet, um, didn't really say much, but smiling all the time, worked hard and everything, and the next thing you know, we found out she hung herself from her bunk bed. And, like, it was so devastating, and, like, I felt... You know, partially guilty because I was like, why didn't I see those signs? Like, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of always go through that little thing. Like, I felt really like, I felt like I was a bad coach because I try to pride myself on 
I can tell when the girls are going through something or, or whatever, and I'll pull them to the side, what's going on? And, of course, there was nothing. And I'm like, we ain't leaving until you tell me something. Like, you're going to tell me everything, but you didn't tell me nothing. Like, it's just family stuff. I'm okay. You know, and mm-hmm. someone will open up and someone will say, I got it. I don't like to push it because I was never the type to open up. But at the same time, you know, I got to make sure everything's okay. And so whenever that happened, I was, like, really bummed out and really, like, just guilty. And then, you know, I talked to some coaches, like, it's not your fault. And I got to the point where, yeah, you're right, it's not my fault. But I did realize, you know, I need to let these girls know that they are loved. Like, I know I show it, but I want to make sure I say it. So now, you know, even the boys, they love you, you know. And they're like, all right. And so I just wanted to try to show, do a little bit better job showing the emotion versus. I got teary eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, have some teachers do make an impact. And it's good that you're, like, one of those teachers that, that try to be known. I can't believe that guy that. said he made more money than you. Fuck that. Do you see <laughs> the difference out of his? Yeah. yeah. Like, his attitude towards life and teaching and his passion, you can just yeah. see Yeah. I bet just you you like impacted, like. He's not excited talking about yeah. it. Like a lot of lives, Adam. Like for real. So yeah. you've been teaching for eleven years, and if yeah. you've had this mindset, I'm sure your numbers in the hundreds that you've made a difference in people's lives. Oh. I mean, my goal is too is like, and that's why I take on the different sports. That's why I take on all the classes. Like, all right, the more I can kind of have my hands and within hands reach, the more I have a chance of impact. And and I, I'll be, you know, I'm not gonna say I change every student who's coming to my classroom. I've changed a lot, but as long as I can get like one or two, if I get one or two every year then to me it's worth it because that's one or two people who could have not had made it, you know? So that's kind of my realistic kind of goal. How do you, how do you, okay, so it's, it sounds like you're busy, right? More, how do you not let the stress affect you? Because stress causes teachers to, to let it out on, you know, their students. Right, when really I, I kind of deal with being burnt out. Like I've had, as you know, I've had some great teachers, but I've also had some pretty crappy teachers, we probably all have. And you get to the, you get those older teachers who are burnt out. You could tell they're just there for a paycheck, mm-hmm. or they're just counting down the days until they retire. Like, mm-hmm. so my thing is, I never want to get to that point. And which some, and I, I think I did tell Nolan. I don't know if I told a lot of people, but I wasn't going to come back to football this year. Mm-hmm. I was planning on taking a year off from football because I was getting to that point where I was feeling like I was doing too much. Too much was on my plate. And at the same time, like, how do you balance that out? I feel like you know I was sacrificing a lot of my social life. Like. Like, a lot of my best friends, they, they do, like, a, they go to college games during the, the fall. Well, I can never go. And, and Nolan knows, too. Like, once yeah. football starts, they know don't text me until – Don't text out. Because I'm going to say no because, like, I'm busy and, like, I have, like, one day off. Like, I don't want to be hungover for my only day off. So, yeah. a lot of times, like, during football soccer season, I'm just – I just rather say no and be responsible than, than forcing every once in a while I still go out. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was thinking about taking football off the table. But we got a new head coach. He, you know, he, we lost a lot of coaches. He really wanted me back because he saw that I had that, uh, you know, you know I, I graduated from the school that I'm teaching at, and he saw that, you know, a lot of from the different coaches and some of the students, like, you know, hey, that's someone you want to keep. So he was like, just kind of stick around and just listen to what I have to say. And at the end of the day, if you feel like you still want the year off, then whatever, take the year off. And I stuck around, and I, he's energized. He's younger than me, and he's re-energized. So he kind of helped me get that fire back up for football like mm-hmm. all right the stresses are going to be worth it because this dude is he's coming in here with some positive changes not just another guy in here just going through the motions you know yeah, yeah. like he's helping you with the positivity right with the right so you're excited for this new school year this different school year yes yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both like you know a lot of anxiety and a lot of excitement like i want to get going like we've been off since march we didn't even get to finish our soccer season so um i think we'll have a good year coming up you know football I'm be honest, we're gonna suck this year. <laughs> we're in a rebuilding phase. 
we lost all our seniors. Oh, okay. And then with the new head coach leaving and there just being that question mark, some of our younger guys decided to go to another school. Uh, they went to our rivalry school, which you, you know who they are. They went to our rivalry school, and, and so we don't have hardly anything coming back. But this new guy, he like you said, he's de- he's de- he's dedicated to rec- you know not recruiting, but getting people to want to come to you know our school. Um, and so I'm looking forward to all that good stuff. But I'm kind of with the whole virtual. I'm just I'm not looking forward to it. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's gonna so be... when are they coming in person? So when so do they start? Tuesday they start virtually, and it's supposed to be a six week period of all virtual. So the second week of August or October is when they're supposed to come back to school if they choose to come back to school. But with the way you know our county is so high, like yeah. if it stays that high, then chances are we're gonna yeah. stay virtual. Are you nervous like, about uh, them coming back? Because you know there are some cases in schools that kids already caught it their first day. Yeah, I mean I'm nervous for the, the kids and, and some of our older teachers. Me, I don't. I've never really been. I've, you know, I've read into it. I feel like. Because I'm, you know, I'm active. I work out. I'm, you know, I'm young. I don't have any like high blood pressure, diabetes, any of those kind of worrisome conditions. I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll be okay as far as that. But I'm worried about some of the the older teachers and, and them kind of getting into it, or even the kids if they have kind of some kind of issues going. On. Yeah, yeah. Us, us three feel like we caught COVID last year in December. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. Really think Do you that. feel like you've had it? Oh, I did have it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be, I'll go on record. I had it, and and so. And I got it from one of the, I'm almost certain I got it from one of the football boys. Oh uh, we opened up uh, spring training back in early June. And, you know, we're following UIL rules. They, they said we can open up, we can start off, so, you know, social media. We, we tried our best to keep everything. We had about 50 kids show up. We had them in five groups. So it was only 10 people per group, per, per coach or two coaches that were in the section. So, and then, you know, we were wiping everything down. As soon as they were finishing, like, we were going through all the protocol, but he, he must have contracted from somewhere else, brought it there. And at one point, I remember he was leaning on me. He was, like, he was tired because they were out of shape because they hadn't done anything since March. Mm-hmm. He was leaning on tired. I was like, dude, get off me, man, you know? And then uh, and not necessarily the COVID thing. I just I don't like people touching me. But anyway. <laughs> and, <laughs> you felt like it was that one? Yeah, because then he tested positive for it. And oh. so we got the te- – like he texted us that weekend saying, hey, I tested positive for it. So we shut the camp down immediately. Well, then that was on a Friday, actually. He texted us that. And then on Saturday, I had symptoms. And then I had oh, wow. basically all of them except for the, you know, I didn't have the fever and I didn't have the real, real bad breathing problem. But I had the fatigue. I had the headaches. I had the loss of smell and taste. I had wow. stuff, you know, I had all that. And so I ended up getting tested and came out as a positive. So I went ahead and just did a 21-day quarantine just to be safe because I just, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm that's better really now. Smart. I feel like I'm that's fine. Smart, but, though. like, wow. yeah. So that's why I'm not as worried because I've already been through it. I feel mm-hmm. like. You know, even if I do get again, it's yeah, it sucks for three days, but you built up your yeah, antibodies. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what I did. So I probably should go get tested and see if I have antibodies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That'd be smart. The antibodies. Yeah. So have you like strategized how you're gonna teach virtual learning? Yeah, that's what teaching? that's what I've been doing all week. We've been doing all week because we 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 didn't know how it was gonna work. Like they didn't tell us until this last week. Like all right, here's how what's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen, and so as they're kind of because they don't know what they're doing, they're they're learning it just like we are. It's, They've never been through a pandemic. So no one really knows the, the correct smart answer, right? So they're just trying to devise a plan. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I have a more or less idea of how I want to do it. But I want to, again, I want to try to get as much of the building the relationship, the interaction as I can. So that's the part that I'm struggling on. It's like, how do you build a relationship over a screen? Yeah. And at the same time, I don't want to be like, turn your camera on. Because, like, you know, what if they're in a situation where they don't feel comfortable? And so... 
and then you could change the background and all that, so it looks like you're in, you know, yeah, space, yeah, in space or you're in a Hawaii or whatever. So you could change the background, and the only thing you see is your face. But even then, like some kids, just you know, for whatever reason, they may not feel comfortable. Maybe they got a lot of noise going on. Like you know, I don't know. Like you know how cyber, um, uh, what is it when someone like cyberbullying sneaks into your uh, oh. Zoom? Y'all gonna use Zoom? No, we use we're using Microsoft Teams. Oh, okay. okay, is it easy for people to hack? No, well, they can only you can only get in if you have the link. And then, and the, most of them have like a lobby section. So, mm-hmm. the, when they're entering, it's like you know, so and so is entering a room, and you check yes or no. Because you know, you've seen those movies yeah, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. like someone with a black screen, yeah. and it's like, who are you? Because uh, Spring Branch started like two weeks ago. Yeah. And the teacher, my niece, my niece uh, does her online, and if someone is black, she'll say, "Turn your camera on. I can't see you. Turn your camera on. Yeah. We're not gonna continue until you turn your camera yeah. on." So you're not going to be one of those teachers. Well, so that's what I, I wanted to be one of those teachers. But we're getting kind of, we're getting word from our bosses saying we can't force them to be, have their cameras on. Oh. We only can encourage them. So it's like. Uh, you're giving out info now because, yeah, no, you know, yeah, they're going to be like, I'm not trying to turn my camera on. Yeah, hopefully on. no kids are listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> None of my kids are listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, no, but. Hey, if they wanna, as long as they're talking, right? If they can yeah. talk, then you can. I mean, that it's them. It's because it's crazy because we we as teachers we're in virtual meetings all last week. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I had two computers. I had one on for the virtual meeting. I had it on the background. I had my camera turned off, and another one I was doing work. Mm-hmm. And so I really wasn't paying attention to, especially if it's stuff that they say every year. Like I'm not really paying attention. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not, but whatever. <laughs> you think the kids uh, are gonna be the same? Yeah. Way? So like. You know, I kind of justify it. I'm still getting work done. Like, I'm not listening to your... You know, I can hear in the background and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm halfway paying attention. But, yeah, I feel like kids will do turn it off and then go back to sleep or, mm. you know, be on their phone. And, you know, because we already have phone problems when they're in class, much yeah. less now. Then you, know, you can't see. Yeah, now they're going to just, you know, and they're not really paying attention. And they're still going to be, you know, expected to do well in the class. Wow. Yeah. In the past, you know. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, that's so that's the part I'm not looking <laughs> so to lighten things up, right? I don't know if I could ask this, but so are you seeing anybody, Adam? Uh, no. At the at the I'm current. I'm asking for a reason. <laughs> I have a second question to this question. <laughs> at the current moment, no, I'm not. Um, do any of the like moms of like your football oh, or like God. your soccer do they ever like like you know you know bake you some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> bake you some cookies. Personally, I have not had a really, and I, I yeah I have not had a relationship with any of the uh, students' moms. Um, there's one that's a joke that one of, one of the kids found out that one of their moms thought, you know, I was attractive or whatever, and they ended up telling me, and of course the kid got all embarrassed or whatever, uh, and I did joke around, like, you know, you better act right, I'm going to be your stepdaddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, so do you ever run into, like, previous students, like, when you're out? Oh, all like, the time, especially, like, like, in this area. Oh. So I've run into them in the club, like the ones I've taught back then. Yeah, and like then it's like, and, and again, most of them are like, they're pretty excited to see me. I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe some of them don't want to see me anymore. But <laughs> for the ones that, are, you know, they're like, hey, coach, you're there. And they're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, my God. That's when I'm like, too, I'm like, I'm too damn old to be in this club right now. <laughs> I start running into former students. You know? It makes you feel older. Yeah, it makes it definitely makes me feel older. Especially like, in, you know, I'm in the late 20s. And those first four or five years at this time, they're 21, 22. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, eh, but. Yeah. So, what is your opinion about the virus, the coronavirus? What is it? Is it a hoax? I mean, I definitely feel, I feel like the information being you know relayed to us is not completely accurate. 
I, and, and then I feel like there's, you know, because you, you hear all the, it's fake or, you know, anybody who dies with it that, you know, like a guy died from a motorcycle, motorcycle accident, but because he tested positive, the death on there says because of COVID. Yeah. And then, like, you hear stuff like that and it's just like, so that's what, you know, inflates the numbers apparently mm-hmm. and all that. And, like, I mean, obviously, I feel like the, the virus is real. I mean, I feel like the symptoms I've had, I've never had before, even with the flu. Like, I've never, I never felt like that ever before. So I definitely feel like it's real. Um, is it, you know, is it for political reasons? I don't know. The, the part that gets me is that the fact that we can't trust what they're saying, mm-hmm. to me, speaks to the issue in large. Like, you, we don't even trust on our government is telling us this. Because I'll be honest, when it first came out, I thought it was BS. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, it's not that bad. It can't be that. Hey, I didn't really know. I didn't do any research into it. Either. That's why I'm trying to have my birthday party. Like, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't really know how bad it was. And then later on, like, and I'm over here, all right, well, soccer season, we'll start back up in two weeks. Like, and then you start reading more and more into it, and then you start hearing more, and then you're like, oh, crap, like, this is really, like, affecting the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. They shut down yeah. again. Everything. Yeah. Now, Countries. Do, I don't think, you know, are we doing everything in our, in our power to stop the spread? I mean, Debatable. Yeah. Debatable. You know, there's, I've heard things about that. You should never close everything down. That was the worst move to do. Um, I mean, there's so many you can go, and then it's then it turns into a political thing. That's that's what pisses me yeah. off. Like, yeah. why does everything get tied back to being political? Why that's can't this we just, country's issue. Yeah, everything is turning into political. Even the whole Black Lives Matter thing, like, it turns into a political debate. Like, yeah. how about let's just not be racist? Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, <laughs> come on. I mean, we'll times in the back. I mean, so it's just there's so that's many, it. it's so many things, and then you know what's wrong with holding people accountable? Like. Yeah. You know, and again, well, also too is like everyone takes a one side or other side. Like, mm-hmm. like why is there no middle ground? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's always, you know, the with even with the shooting, like, oh well, he deserved it. He was going for his car, and then you know, or if you say anything about like, you know, police, like, you know, police are bad. Like, no, let's you know, police are great. It's like, no, there's good police and there's bad police. Mm-hmm. There's you know, there's some people with a black mask and whatever who do wrong, and there's some who don't. Like. There's not a either or, you know, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. And I feel like we just have to grasp on no, you know, whatever yeah. my point of view is, I'm going 100 percent that yeah. way. And if you disagree, you're an idiot. And that's just to me is mind boggling. I don't understand it. Yeah. Are you thinking about getting the vaccine when it comes out? If it comes out, yeah, I'll, I'll get the vaccine. Like especially then like the whole thing like. Well, they're gonna be tracing you. Like, dude, look at they're tracing you at your cell phone. Like you, mm-hmm. every time you accept yes to everything, like. And it doesn't work unless you say yes, because if you say if you say no, then you can't download. You can't use. It. So every time you say a, yes, there's a vaccine. They just it's not being um, right. Put out like that. It's yeah. It's, it's, I saw that it was in. Its, it's still in its testing phases. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, but they have it because they're right. testing. They're right. like people are getting it right now. I think you can call a number if you want to be a part of a test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. For those of you trying to bald, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you get paid for that? <laughs> I mean, like that I would be, I would be up for that. <laughs> but you don't know what's gonna happen in eight years. You know, like the side effects. Mm. Will you start balding? Will, uh, will I'm already skin, bald, so I don't got that problem. <laughs> <laughs> will your skin start to like peel? Will you get eczema? You know, like yeah. just stuff like that. You know? I mean, I guess I could. We, we should all probably just do a little bit more research before just yeah. blindly saying yes or no. So Adam, I know also you're also into like fitness and stuff. I see. Uh, He's a coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, he's also been in, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My, my thing is like, I've, uh, our school, we don't have a strength and conditioning coach. So we don't have someone who, speci- you know, who specializes in that thing. 
And so we don't have anyone like, all right, you need to do, you know, three sets or four sets of this or whatever. So it, it's been up to each coach to kind of devise their own strength and conditioning plan. So, um, you know, and then sports are different. Like football and soccer, come, you know, as far as what kind of muscles you want and all that. So, like, there's it's a whole thing on stuff on, on that age. So I go out and I ask questions. So I'm like, all right, what do, you, what do you do at this program? Or what do you suggest? Or what are your advice? And so, you know, learning from that on its own has gotten me to where I start questioning stuff that I've done. Because I, I was growing you know, football, we just did the main thing. All we did was bench, squat, power clean, and some buys and tries. We call them beach, beach weights, you know, beach workouts. Um, that's all I ever did. And then at some point, you're like, well, you know, what else can you do? Or what are the other ways to kind of, you know, so you start learning more. You start asking questions. And then I'm trying to devise a program for the girls. So I've always been a big fan. Of, I'm not just say go do something. And me, myself, I've never done it. So I always, you know, if I come up with a plan for the girls, I'll go do a trial run with myself. I'll do it for two weeks or whatever, see if I like it or, you know, what are some ways I could tweak it to make it better before I just say, hey, go go do this. Because I don't want to put them in a dangerous position where they can injure themselves. Do you have a favorite um, student, like, in your in your team, your soccer team? Yeah, every year you, you have favorites. Yeah. And they get mad because they're, like, you know, so, like, even even Ale, she's always saying. Shout out to Ale. Uh, Ale. <laughs> so uh, one of our good friends, Janelle, I've taught both of her younger sisters, Ale and Carlo. Completely two different, completely players, completely pers- different personalities. Like, they're both frustrating as hell, but they're the ones that type where, like, when you see potential in someone, and, and I get that with a lot of my you know, football players and my soccer girls, like, I see either myself in them, and so, like, when I see them making the same dumb decisions I made, it's like, stop, and you know, you just want to kind of, like, don't do that, it's dumb, you know? But again, they're teenagers, so they're not, you know, they're going to do what they do, you know? Yeah. Or I see, like, I see my little sister in some of the girls, and it's like, Oh, that's what my sister's doing. Like, stop doing it. You're gonna go, you know, whatever, you know. Um, and so it's kind of frustrating. I had the same thing with Ale and 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 uh, Carlo. And so, um, yeah, Ale, she gets mad at me all the time because she's like, you had favorites when we were there. And so every year you have favorites. I mean, you know, ask your mom who's who's the favorite. <laughs> me. Well, see, some people like my mom says no. Okay, know? yeah, that's what I everyone says. I wanted to see says. if you were gonna say no or you were gonna. No, speak. because yeah. if you say no, you're lying. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I feel like that. Yeah, you're lying. Like my mom says, you know, she don't have favorites, but my brother and my sister are like you're her favorite. I'm like, yeah, no. Like we all, everyone, <laughs> my cousins know. We all like we know, you know. Yeah. And so they know, but and I tell them too, like, you know, I have my favorites, be- and here's why: because they're the ones who who do like more than what I ask. They're the ones who are ready to work every day. Like they're the ones who like, so that show they're dedicated and they're willing to work hard and, and you know, do the right thing. Those end up becoming my favorites because those are the ones I'm, who are coming to the voluntary workouts or coming to like the voluntary summer sessions and all that stuff. So that's how they become my favorite because I'm around them more because they're more involved, you know? And then some of them are knuckleheads. You get your knuckleheads and you're in like, and you like, that's my little project. Like, I want to, you know, do, you know, I see potential in them, but they're being a knucklehead. So let me see what I can do mm-hmm. to kind of help them out. And so, yeah, I mean, you have your favorites and, and I don't treat them all the same. Some of them are like, well, that's not fair. I go, well, it's actually more unfair if I treated them all the same. Because, yeah, up. because, well, just personally, I was like, I shouldn't treat you as a friend, you know, the exact way I treat Nolan as a friend or the exact same way, you know, y'all are different. So I should treat y'all slightly different, you know, mm-hmm. or I do with my buddy James, like, you know, there's stuff that I can say to James that I wouldn't say to Nolan and, and vice versa, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I treat them how I think they need to be treated. Some of them I can yell at like Kato. I could yell at her all day and I can use reverse psychology. Oh, so you just don't want to score today, huh? You just want to be a little wuss today and not score any goals. And then she'll get her. mad and go yeah. score three goals. 
But if I told another girl that, they would just break down and, oh my God, I'm not good enough. So, you know, yeah. so those are, so once you learn those relationships, you're like, all right, so you, I can be hard on you. I got to kind of word it way so you don't get too, you know, that's all it is. So, yeah, man. We got and it goes back to like building the trust with, you know, your people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they know I love them. They know I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for them. But at the end of the day, I'm their coach and I'm going to, you know, I tell them too, like when we're inside the lines, my mentality is different. Same way when I played football, I'm a big goofy guy outside the line, but in that, I'll, I'd punch people in the throat. I'd punch them in the nuts. I'd elbow them, scrape my cleats against it. Like, I was mean and nasty, and that's because that's what we did in football. Mm -hmm. But then I'd go back outside the lines, and I'm back to being silly, goofy, and I'm not going to hurt anybody. But it's just it's just a mentality. So when we're in the field, I'm going to coach. And when I when I yell at you, you know, I'm not yell, yelling at Nolan. I'm yelling at soccer player Nolan, you know. And so that's <laughs> why I kind of tell them. And so, so then just try to keep their, you know, the lines there, I guess. You know, there should be more teachers like you that invest the time and put the effort into actually like learning more about their students. Because sometimes, I mean, I've said it, you know, earlier, some teachers just don't do that. Like you show up and they already seem uninterested. They're just like, this is what we're going to do today. And this is what's on the board. Do the warm up and then they go sit down. But, yeah. you know, it's the same thing, though, like what else, what, what you're mentioning about burning out, like. A lot of teachers give. I've seen a lot of teachers quit entirely. Yeah, that's true. Too. And it's because you know the, the admin team is just a lot of the admins are so disconnected with what goes on in teachers. Like we have an admin, she's never been a teacher, and she's trying to tell me how to teach. Like how can you? I feel like there, there's no like there should be a stricter criteria on on being an admin, and the same with being a teacher. To be honest, it's too easy to be a teacher. You just need a bachelor's degree, and you go through a little quick summer course. A plus teachers, whatever, and you're a teacher. That, that's it. That's it. I mean, but you think about it. <laughs> so many people have, like, so you get people who had a bachelor's who went in for, like, you know, you know, going into business. Or they, they study four years to do something completely that's not related to teaching. And then, it, for whatever reason, it might fail. Like, they, you know, the oil industry maybe go down, whatever. And it's like, oh, so my backup plan now is to be a teacher. I take a two-week summer course. Now I'm a teacher. And now I'm, I'm – but I, I didn't go to college for that. I didn't try to learn that. Like, so you're not really qualified to be a teacher then. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and then it's too easy, mm -hmm. especially in like our in our inner schools. Like it's too easy to become teacher, and they're not then they're not held accountable. Once they're in, it's so hard to get them out. Because mm -hmm. I, I had that debate with one of the sisters. I'm like, man, just get rid of her. She sucks. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we can. We have to go through. Like we have to first. We have to do this. Then we got to do that. And so then at the end of the day, they just don't do it. And then so it's too easy to have bad teachers. Yeah, because. I mean, I went to college for Spanish, and they changed the rules, Texas, or whatever. So we were supposed to have five attempts on the test. Uh, they changed it to one. And then I was, like, going back and forth with the lady at the alternative school that I was going to to get my certificate. And she's like, well, is there another language? I mean, another subject you want to teach? And I was like, no. I mean, my knowledge is in Spanish. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, she's like, well, there's school. English. There's a, like, and then she started naming all these other subjects, yeah. history and I was like, is really all that you need is just a bachelor's degree, and then you can just pick whatever you want. I mean, to take the test. like That's to be, crazy. you still got to take the 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 composite test for like example yeah. for math. Like there's still you know five hour tests I got to take yeah. to pass it, and but you can most of the time you have three attempts. You have like two years to get it done. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at the end of the day, to me, I think it's just too easy. Yeah. Damn, Nolan, that sucks. Yeah, it's crazy, but I mean, wow. you live and you learn. Yeah. You should be teaching at my school right now. <laughs> I really should, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So is math changing every day, like all the time, like different, I don't know. I mean, the it's the same stuff you've always learned. What, what I'm trying to, what we're trying to get to is like, 
Again, the kids don't need pre-cal. So why are we stressing so much for a senior to take a course they don't necessarily yeah. need? You know, I wouldn't say don't need it, but most of them don't need it. So my thing is like, why not ch- start changing like the requirements? Like, why do we need? Why do we need algebra two? Why do you know? Whether there's some other ways that we can teach them math, but make it a little bit more, you know, applicable to their everyday lives. Because again, coming out of high school, I didn't know anything about credit cards. I didn't know anything yeah. about finances. I didn't know like there's so much stuff. And Student that's, loans. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so much stuff you don't learn, you don't get taught, and then you're expected to... How to do your taxes. Yeah, taxes, all that good stuff. Like, you know, the difference between them, and, and it's just, it's a waste of time taking a class that they don't really need, you know? Do you expect uh, your students to come in uniform, like online classes? Oh, no, I don't. I've never been a stickler on uniform in the get-go. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, like, I don't even like being in uniform. Like, I, I, I got in trouble. <laughs> As a coach, I would wear my polo shirt and my khaki shorts. And I did that for like eight years. We got a new principal. He's like, no, you got to wear khaki. You got to wear slacks. And I was like, whatever, I'm not wearing slacks. And so I still came up in shorts. Because it, it doesn't. it's not like the kids respected me any less. Mm-hmm. And I get the whole, you know, dress for the job you want and all that. But at the end of the day, I, I was effective whether I had uh, slacks on or, or khaki shorts on. Like, my, my teaching abilities didn't alter with that. So if a student, as long as they get the work done, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't, don't you know, F the police on the shirt. I don't want that. Or have you ever, um, quote unquote, given up on a student? <laughs> That's a good question. Student or you know football, I, soccer. Student wise, I feel like I have. There's because there's just so many. Like I have 120 students. Wow. I can't realistically expect to save or to get every single one of them to do all the work and, and graduate. At some point, it's like you know we go through our. We go through, you know, I talk to them, I get the parent, I get, and at the end of the day, if they're still not going to do the work, they're not going to do the work. And, you know, it's hard for me to, to rationalize investing all my time on this one kid when I could be helping 40 others who actually want to learn. Yeah. So what I do do, uh, what am I going to do? do? Uh, what I do, <laughs> so immature. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't hold grudges. That's one thing, too, that I think is different from a lot of teachers. Like, if a kid is, like, being bitchy one day or just mm-hmm. being in a foul mood and doesn't want to do anything and then for whatever reason six weeks later decides all right i want to learn i'm not gonna not teach that kid anymore. i'm not gonna like and then all of a sudden now they're trying and they want to do it like all right well here's how you do it and i'll have that relationship with them because you know we've all been there where we had like a shitty day and just like leave me alone like yeah. and we said things we didn't really mean or we just yeah. you know so i never hold that personally and, and where and some teachers will some will hold a hold a grudge like well she was a bitch on day one well Okay, well, get over it. <laughs> She's a yeah, teenager, like you know. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, it's like they're a teenager. What do you expect? You know. Yeah, I get. It. I've had a few bad days myself when I was in school, but yes, Adam. To wrap this up, I have one more question for you. All right. Any advice or any like motivational? Yeah, I mean, um, what am I? And I've said it all the time when I, whenever I have my little story times with them is just. Basically, no matter how bad things are, especially right now with the COVID, with, you know, everything going on, like, to always keep pushing through. Like, I'm a strong, strong believer in hard work. Hard work and dedication gets you, you know, far in life. So, um, that would be my, you know, push through. I know it's, it's, it's not ideal, the situations right now, but it does get better. And, you know, there's always a little light at the end of the tunnel. That's always been my kind of perspective on life, so. Oh, that's very sweet. That's super awesome. <laughs> well, this has been a very interesting podcast with our friend teacher adam yes thank you so much i hope everyone enjoyed listening to everything he had to say
He's really awesome, guys. Yeah. We did learn a lot from you today. It's good. I know so, I did for even sure. Even over the years. Hopefully, teachers learned a lot from you today too. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. No, but Adam's always been pretty cool. He's always been a pretty cool guy. So. Yeah. You know. I'm still single. Hit me up. He's, he's <laughs> single, ladies. He's single. All right. Get on it. Unless you're over 35. <laughs> <laughs> This is your fiance at 39, right? <laughs> um, Inside all right, joke, so yeah. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, we want to shout out the bum over here on Cross Timbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was a classy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Remember to get your school supplies. Uh, school does start for the Houston area September 8th. And Genevieve's um, <laughs> <laughs> over there fidgeting with her microphone. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next one. Peace well, out. Well, we won't see them. We'll, we'll... Oh, well, you'll hear us on the next one. All right, bye. <laughs>